Welcome in. This is the live chat for this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational. It was brought to you by our friends over at Jock Market. That is stock market DFS. That is just taken off. Uh, make sure to join us 8.15 p.m. Eastern time this evening. Same place for that power hour with Joe Idoni and myself. But welcome. Happy Wednesday for the next hour or so. We'll be going through anything you want. If you want that to be ownership, if you want it to be weather, if you want to talk about dogs and whatever else you want, this is your hour. Uh, all of the tools that you're going to see over the course of the next hour are on rickrungood.com. They are available. I love them. You'll probably see some new updates this week as I start flipping through some pages, but really stoked about it. So uh, why, why waste any more time? Let's jump into this. John Jefferson with the very first comment. Thank you, John. Uh, best part of my week. Thank you. I appreciate that. Who is your favorite GPP play between Rory, Bryson, and Hovland? So we can flip immediately to the cheat sheet because I think if we're talking about GPP plays, we've got to be talking about ownership. And I, cer I certainly think that Bryson DeChambeau is going to come in less owned than both Rory and Victor Hovland. He's a bit in that sandwich pricing. So do I think that, you know, Victor Hovland, for example, is twice as likely to win this golf tournament than Bryson DeChambeau is? No, I don't. So I would say, um, if these ownership numbers are correct, my favorite GPP play would be Bryson. If you made me just rank these guys in a vacuum, Bryson might be last, right? It might be it might be Hovland, Rory, and then Bryson. These this is this is splitting hairs here at the top. But if you're going to give me a guy while we're splitting hairs who is eight to ten percent lower owned than everybody else, then that is probably your GPP play, which is John. That's what you asked about. So that's what I'm going to give you. Uh, the Duke says, "Thanks, Rick. Wondering if you could run four good players at 6,500." Uh, Percy, I don't. Percy Hoagie, Percy Hoagie, Gordon Stanley, who should place higher? And could you do approach 200 plus on these four? Uh, so I'm not hundred percent sure what this question is getting at, but here's what I can do. I can take you over to the course key stats tool and I can do, so this is a, a recent ad back into the site. So if you want to see any, any official stat on the PGA tour, this is the course key stats uh, tool. You scroll down to the bottom and you go to approach and you go to approach over. What did you want? 200 yards, I believe. So we've got to go to hold on. There's, there's a ton of them. So let me make sure I get this right here. So the way that they break this down, here we go. So this is actually from 200 yards and out. I have they, the, the data that comes over from the PGA tour has a little bit of an issue. So, um, with, with just the naming. So the stats are right. So here's Paul Casey, uh, Paul Casey, number one. So I'm trying to find these guys that you talked about. Gordon, I think was one of them. He's very good from 200 out. Uh, he's 18th on tour. Then I think there was a hoagie sighting. There was a Stanley and a Percy. Here's Percy. So Gordon and Percy are both top 10 in this field. Uh, I don't see hoagie yet. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. I'm still scrolling. I guess we got to just sort by his name here. Uh, 98th on tour. And then the other one was Kyle Stanley who will come in at 67th on tour. So there you go. Hope that helps. Good luck with those guys. Uh, should I give Harris English a third try this week? We can look at Harris English. Let's do a deeper dive into, 
into his recent results here. So I'm going to bring up the Holy Grail. We'll go by tournament and we will go by Harris English. Um, unfortunately, what we've seen from him has been absolutely brutal. I am a believer that he's going to get this back. I mean, and how could he not? He was, he was, I'm not even kidding, for like a 12 to 18 month period, a top 12 player on the PGA Tour. That is not an exaggeration. And then, of course, he wins the Tournament of Champions and things have kind of been downhill since. This is the really worrisome stuff. Off the tee and approach last week um, were just horrific. You know, to lose 9.6 in ball striking, which is probably his worst ever. Oh, it's actually not. He lost 9.8 at the players in 2017. So we're talking a pretty historically bad week for Harris English. If that any of that carries, like you have to be exact with your ball striking this week. So Garrett, I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I I think it's going to be, if he plays anything like he did last week, he's in a really tough bind. Um, what else do we have here? Let's see. High stakes single entry GPP lineup at 75% projected ownership, leaving $400 on the table. That's all very good. I can swap to 60% ownership, leaving $100 on the table. Is 75 too high? Probably not in a high stakes single entry. No, you're probably talking, I don't know what you're considering that. So, I mean, if you talk about the $200 driver, I believe it's named, that's probably got what, 1,300 people in it, something like that. Um, I, I don't think you need to actively actively work on getting uh getting lower ownership there i think that's fine thanks for bringing back the top five fades yeah that was i mean really the only reason i i didn't do it last week is the tiger breaking news happened on like i guess that was on tuesday and there was just a ton of cbs sports to do there were emergency podcasts there was going on uh on the streaming network so that, that like that's the only reason I didn't have the fades last week. Um, can we look at Corey Connors, especially in Florida with ball striking being so great and the putter so bad? Can we count on him? I don't know if we can count on Corey Connors, but if there was ever a week to count on Corey Connors, it would be here. And the reason that I say that, if you guys are, are unfamiliar, is this model that I run, this course key stats model, which is, I believe, the best thing on, on rickrungood.com, which looks at all players from this tournament, those who have found success, those who have not, it puts them into essentially uh, profiles of golfers and, and which skill sets they have. And then we determine which skills are important at this course. And the two that are by far the most important are off the tee and approach. Well, if you go to Corey Connors, that's all he's got, right? Here's the golfer profile tool, which has, has a little bit of an update this, this week as well, where we've got all the stats over here. I mean, this is all he's got. Look at this. The last four years, all he does is ball strike. So if there was ever a time to roll him out, it is right now. Uh, still not going to be all that safe, but I think if you're ever going to do it, now has to be the time. TJ says, even though strokes gained is rubbish, of course it is. Uh, I'm looking heavily into strokes gained off the tee. Yep. Do you have a lean towards longer drivers of the ball or guys who hit fairways? Um, good question. So I get this is, boy, um, if you miss fairways, you better miss them to the right. That That's kind of the key here, which which worries me about guys like, um, or I'm sorry, the, 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 I believe the only saving grace for Jordan Spieth this week is that a lot of his misses off the tee, and he misses a lot, are very far right. The, the disaster on most holes at Bay Hill off the tee is to the left. So um, that's the only thing that keeps me a little tiny bit optimistic about Jordan Spieth this week, but I'm generally not, not interested at all. Um, so I guess I would prefer, if I have to choose this, I guess guys that hit the fairway, I mean, you got to play out of the short stuff here. 
Any $6,200 player or below, I would take a shot on. Ugh, boy. Let's go see. Let's go see. $6,200 or below. Oh, man. Um, no. Well, probably not. Matthias Schmid. Um, Mark Immelman likes him, but I think he was on Mark's like international president's cup, Walker cup team, something like that. Uh, and he brought his name up. I don't know anything about him. No, I would probably not be very comfortable playing anybody $6,200 or cheaper. If you really made me choose, it would be probably, man, uh, I can't even find, I mean, Danny Lee. He's like the only guy down here who, it has to be Danny Lee. He's the only guy down here who gains off the tee and gains on approach. He finished fifth here last year. Uh, I hate it, but if I had to choose, it has to be it has to be Danny Lee. Um, taking Fitzpatrick in my one and done this week. Oh, so no question. Just wanted to thank you for all the great insight. Oh, thanks, Lucas. Much much appreciated. Let's see what else we have here. Um, Alex, welcome back. Uh, hope you're having a good day. Hope you're having a good day. Debating between Benny on and Corey Connors. So here's what's actually interesting. So we already talked about Corey Connors. Let's talk about Ben on and let's talk about what he does on Bermuda. So let's do this. Let's go over to the Holy Grail and let's uh, clear this out and let's do Benny. And we're going to do, so let's look at him just overall. So last six years, he is a, a terrible putter. We know that, right? So he loses a half a stroke overall in terms of putting well on Bermuda Bermuda Benny actually better he is still bad he's still losing a quarter of a stroke uh but that is what half as bad as he normally is so uh, if there was ever a time to think that Benny might be able to figure it out uh this would be it you can see his POA numbers are just brutal right I mean he loses over a stroke per round on POA it's just so if you're ever going to use Ben on it has I think it has to be on Bermuda what tourneys uh, do you find winning the most frequently? The $3 birdie, $100 player tournaments, uh, H of it, head to head. So um, I did a video a couple of weeks ago for my new strategy Saturday segments and uh, contest selection was one of them. So you can go back to the Rick Rungood YouTube channel. You can check that out. Generally speaking, uh, I really like that birdie contest, that 20 max birdie. I think it's a really well-structured one, at least the last time I was playing it heavily. Um, you know, it had like the two times min cash at the bottom. It was a fairly strat fat flat payout structure. I, I really liked that. Favorite golf game to play with groups of four friends of varying talent levels. Mm. There's my flex seal bottle flex glue. They're not paying me for that. Maybe they will be soon. Um, so what we normally do is we'll switch every six holes, Hank. So we'll do like, Hey, you two are paired together for six and we'll play. And then you two are paired together for six. And then you two are paired together for six. And then um, basically, okay. So, so then, you know, if, if my record is two and one or I'm three and oh, like I win, whatever you can split the money or you can split the pride, whatever, whatever you guys do two fades in the nine K range, please. Okay. Well, let's see. Pull up the cheat sheet. We'll get you going here. So nine K range. Let's start with Spieth. Um, and I've made it very clear that I am pretty high on Spieth in 2021, but this week is troublesome. And the reason for that is 
how bad he is off the tee, right? This is this is being 191st in strokes gained off the tee, even in the weeks that he has played well recently, the three straight top 25 or the three straight top 15s, he's spraying it all over the yard. Hopefully, if he sprays it at Bay Hill, it's way right because if he goes way left, he's in big trouble. And then, um, so that's that's one. And then the other one, a fade in the 9K range. I'm concerned about Tommy. Um, I have to admit, which I know is like, oh my God, Tommy's in Florida. Tommy's played well here. He's played well at the Honda. This is kind of crazy. But again, look at what, look at where we're at with Tommy Fleetwood at the moment. Here's his, here's his stat breakdown. This is, uh, and it's a small sample size, but his 2021 PGA tour season, his worst driving season ever. Uh, his approach season is not great either. He was worse last year, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I think I'm concerned about Tommy here as well. Course history or current form, which one applies more at API this week? Um, I'm always a, a recent form guy, but I would say that course history is better than average, better than most, because we've had the same, we've had the same course, generally the same conditions. It plays pretty consistently every year outside of last year when the winds kicked up. But like um I, I would I would give a nod to course history more than most weeks this week, but I'm still gonna be a a, a um recent form kind of guy. Uh, before we go a little bit further, remember this is uh, brought to you by Jock Market. If you have not played Jock Market, you can buy and sell athletes and golfers for this week uh, before the event and in real time. So I was I was just loading the data into rickrungood.com the other day. You can go check this out. For example, Colin Morikawa last Wednesday night, he closed IPO at $6. So if you bought 10 shares of Colin Morikawa at $6, that costs you $60, right? He paid out the full $25 per share. So you would have made what? $250. So you'd have made $190 off of that if you had 10 shares of Colin Morikawa. So you can go through and you can see all of the results for every single cash market. But uh, what I really like about this format is you you can have as much money in the in in this as you want, or you can have as little money in this as you want, and you are not at a handicap against everybody else, right? The other thing is that even if a guy that you pick really stinks, you don't necessarily get crushed by that, right? So if you look at John Rahm, who, you know, John Rahm might be a bad example because he played pretty poorly last week, but even so, you you paid $10 a share for him. He paid out $4. That's pretty disastrous, and he's still, like, you didn't lose all of your money like you might in a really bad week of of DFS. Here's Justin Thomas, for example, right? He, he, he closed at $9.50, or $9 at the IPO phase, his final payout was $8. So you lost a dollar a share. That's, that's great, right? If, if Justin Thomas is going to have an off week and you lose a dollar a share, that's, that's awesome. So really interesting format. Um, if you use the code Rick 20, it gets you a deposit bonus. It, it, it's just a really up and coming cool little, um, I don't even call it a site. It's an app that, that, that work that's being built over there. And it's, and it's really fun. And I know a lot of people are enjoying it. 8.15 p.m. Eastern time, Joe Idoni and myself for that power hour. Best value for DFS and outright that your simulator split out, spit out. So for outrights, um, I think it was Hatton. Yeah, Hatton and Reed popped up as, and I guess I should show you this, as one, two here. 
they are here. So Reed, uh, in my simulations, won this tournament 8.8% of the time. Hatton won it 7.6% of the time. So those two were probably the best values. Hideki was also up there as well. Uh, and then for DFS, um, I would probably say the best value is... This is going to burn me so bad. Brendan Steele. Uh, he is $6,900. He has made five cuts in a row. He is. Uh, he should have won the Sony Open. He has not struck the ball well in the last two weeks, but he's historically a good ball striker. That's what I want here. You're getting him at a pretty, you're going to get him like sub 5%. Um, so yeah, I, I think steel is, could make a case for one of the better values of the week. While you're here, hit the like button. That is actually much appreciated. That's, that's the one, the one thing that I ask out of this, hit the like button for me. Um, it goes a long way. Can't help but notice the books have a decky as a favorite over Paul Casey, Sung JM, Spieth, and Fitzpatrick. Seems fishy to me. I would agree. That does seem a bit fishy. Uh, can we take a look at Hideki this week? Yeah, let's let's take a look at Hideki because when we looked at him last week, he was struggling with his irons, which is scary. It's terrifying when a guy loses their best part. Let's see what he did last week. Yeah. This is still concerning to me. Um, Hideki is a good around the green player, but for him to gain six and a half around the green at workday, that's probably unsustainable. In fact, that's probably one of his best short game weeks ever. It was his best short game week ever. So that's probably going to come back to earth. Uh, he putted well, well above his average. That probably comes back to earth and he continues to struggle off the tee and approach, which should be stickier stats. So John, I cannot be very bullish on Hideki this week based on what I just saw. Hey, Rick, do you do any betting on college basketball during March Madness? If so, who do you like? I could not even tell you who the top five teams are. Is Duke good this year? Is North Carolina good this year? Like, I don't know, but I will say this. Um, you can, there is a way that you can create what is in theory, the optimal bracket. So if you're going to get into a bracket challenge, you can do an optimal bracket. I made a video on this a couple of years ago. Go search Rick run good optimal bracket on Google or something like that. But here's what you have at your advantage. Um, after the bracket comes out. So after like selection Sunday, you have what usually uh, the, the game start on Thursday. So you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get all this stuff figured out. What you can do is you can go grab the odds for, uh, I went to 538 and got the odds for every team to make it through every single round and then the odds for whoever's going to win the national championship. And that's based on their simulator, their all that good stuff. And then you take those numbers and you go over to ESPN. And ESPN's bracket challenge will actually tell you how many people have each uh you know each team going to the final four, each team going to the national championship. And you compare those the the amount of people who have each team going to each uh, round against the true odds of getting there. And you can find the optimal fades and the optimal buys. It's it, I had a 99.9 .9 percentile bracket uh, the one year that I, I think it was, I guess it wasn't last year. I guess it was the year before that I did it um, because no one had Virginia. It was like, they ended up winning the whole thing. And like, if you knock out Duke or whatever early, it, it, it kills like 40% of the bracket. So anyway, Go check that out. It's it's very interesting. Um, notice that you have Coke Rack over Fleetwood. Is that a play from your model or your heart? Um, 
it is definitely from like the eye test. It is definitely from the fact that I mean we can we can put it in the model. Let's do it. I don't I don't think I did this, but we can do it. Um where is my head-to-head matchups? Here we go. So I just as as I mentioned earlier, I did not like the way or I don't like the way that um Tommy Fleetwood's been playing over here. So we can do this. And unfortunately for Tommy, he might not get credit here in this tool for his Euro stuff. And let's do since the start of let's do since the start of 2020. Yeah, I mean, I have Kokrak winning this in a big way. Now, again, this is probably not as accurate because we don't have Tommy's European Tour stuff. But but Kokrak's been good, and look at what Tommy's done on the on the PGA Tour. He's been he's been arguably pretty bad. So uh, it not only passes the sniff test, John, but it also passes the model as well. Hey, Rick, who are some guys you're you're targeting in showdown based on weather? Uh, last time I checked the weather, it wasn't that big of a deal. Let's let me pull it up here. So here is the 10 day Um, Thursday and Friday look great and completely normal. Looks like there could be some rain and it'll be a bit chillier on Saturday by, but by that point um, you know, we can worry about that on Saturday. So I don't know if we need to worry about this right now, or if we need to worry about waves because Thursday and Friday both look really, really clean. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Um, Obviously for showdown, I want, highly volatile golfers. Um, Norin and Hoffman, I think certainly fit that mold, but I just agree with you there. <clears throat> Any early players picks? No, uh, I'll dive into the players soon and I'll have a cheat sheet up soon, but I've not given too much time. Oh, here we go. Jay-Z endorses Will Z this week. Rick G also endorses Will Z this week. There you go. Pretty cool. Um, Biggie Ball's back with his guac for this week and he says, hit the like button. That's much appreciated. <clears throat> Rick, I think I'm overthinking it here. Uh, I've already used Rory and DeChambeau in the one and done. Choices this week are Hatton, Fitzpatrick, or Reed. Um, I would probably go Hatton, Reed, then Fitzpatrick. You can play Reed in a lot of places, but I, I do like him this week, but you can play him a lot of places. Um, I think so, I think this is kind of the rare opportunity where so many people used Hatton last week. If you didn't and you didn't get the 100,000 for him, you might as well run it back out this week. I think it's, I mean, it's obviously a really good spot for him. TJ, great question. Uh, who have you grown on and gotten off of as the week has gone on? So let's look at this. Um, let's start with grown on. I've definitely grown on Paul Casey as the week's gone on. I, I doubt that I even mentioned him on the Monday DFS preview. Um, in the same vein of Corey Connors, where like if you're ever going to play Paul Casey, it has to be right now. And he's been playing well, right? Played well at Pebble Beach. Uh, played well at the American Express, has a top 10 here, he hasn't played here in a while, and has played well on the European Tour. Won, right? Won a couple of weeks ago, which doesn't even really get credit here. So I would say I've probably grown on Casey over the course of the week. And the guy that I faded on, interesting. Maybe Sam Burns. Um, and I don't know if that's enough. Like, I was, I was, I'm generally very bullish on Sam Burns, as you guys probably know. I was kind of just lukewarm on him this week. And then I, I guess everyone loves him and he's 20. I'm projecting him at 23%, which should be one of the highest owned golfers on the slate. So I like Sam Burns, but I don't like him that much. Like I don't need him that much. So those are probably the guys that have changed throughout the week. Greg, good to see you. Good afternoon. Thanks for, for coming in. 
Talked about Danny Lee. Yes, course history and ability to pop. That was the one guy that I said, if I have to play somebody under 62, it's got to be it's got to be Danny Lee. Uh, so Oliver says, what percentage do you look for to deter- determine that a player is chalk? I, I generally say like 18 to 20% or more. That's pretty chalky. It uh, doesn't necessarily mean that um, you have to avoid that player. You just might have to be a little bit different in other places. Uh, Bernie's back says, welcome, welcome all aboard the Neesmith train. Yeah. I, 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 I see Bernie in the chat all the time being like, Oh, it's, you know, it's a Neesmith week. It's a Neesmith week. And it's, and it's, it certainly is. What I like about him, uh, is this, and we can pull him up on the model here or the, uh, the golfer profiles. And you can see this right here. You got to love ninth on tour and strokes gained approach this year leads the tour in greens and regulation, which is awesome. And then uh, not only that, though, he's converted it into results. So I don't know what his price is this week. He's probably 70. Where is this guy? Where's our, oh my God, he's 6,900. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Three straight top 25s, right? So it's one thing to be really elite in a stat. It's another to actually convert it into results. Not a lot of guys do that. Like, you know, I think of Kyle Stanley, or I think of some guys who are just like, you know, Emiliano Grillo at times like can be really elite in a stat, and they don't post results. Neesmith has been has been doing that. Favorite Swede? That's that might be the first time, Anton, that anyone's ever asked about fi- uh, a favorite Swede. So it's probably Norlander. You know, Stenson has the history, but he hasn't played much or played well when he has. Norin to me is a bit reliant on the short game, which is a bit concerning, especially around Bay Hill. So I'm gonna have to go with. Norlander. Um, any strong feelings on Rose versus Gooch? Not strong. I I kind of like both of these guys. I'm a pretty big believer in Gooch. Um, I think he's co- completely undervalued. You know, Rose, remember, people aren't going to remember. He finished second in Saudi uh, a couple weeks ago to Dustin Johnson. Hasn't done much since. Let's, let's be real. So, man, if you really made me pick it, the tiniest of nods to uh, Gooch, but I would, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about it. Rick, anything about Putnam pop off for you this week? No. I mean, we can do a deeper dive into him. Like let's do, let's, let's do the Putnam dive. The problem for me is just just a short game specialist, right? Yeah, this, this would be a problem for me losing a half a stroke off the tee. That ranks him 202nd on tour. He's also very short, 201st in driving distance. Uh, the tee to green game is very weak. He relies on the putter. That that's it's scary, Milton. It's scary. Cats are greater than dogs. Sorry, not sorry, Tyler. You will be blocked and reported for this comment. That is insanity. <clears throat> Austin Cook or Will Gordon is last man in. Uh, probably Will Gordon. Who do you like more, Smith, uh, Neesmith, excuse me, or Munoz? Ooh, someone's going to give me an opportunity to go back to Munoz, aren't they? So uh, here's Neesmith. We talked about him already. Munoz is $200 cheaper, and he has he's coming off a top 25 at the WGC. He is also um, a friend of Flex Seal, as am I. I'm sure we both get paid the same exact amount to, to tout this stuff. Um it's probably still Neesmith for me, and I like Munoz, but it's I, I would probably give the nod to to Neesmith there. Will burnout were you for guys who played the whole month of February? Will Zalatoris and Max Homa? So I, I kind of address this. I address this every once in a while. 
listen, I think if guys are playing, they're fine, right? Like, like if you're willing to fire it up, uh, you know, home is interesting because he's coming off the, the very exhausting win and he's playing back-to-back weeks. And I think he got into town. I don't even know if he had a practice round this week was, is what I heard. Um, but that might be good for him. The guy might need just a day or two off. Wills Alatoris is like a child, right? I mean, he can play golf every, he's probably played golf every single day for the last year of his life. I mean, it's just, I, I'm not that worried about it. it. It's later in the season when these guys have to play for pe- playoff positioning and stuff like that, that I would be worried about it. But if they're teeing it up, have at it. <clears throat> Who is Mina Run Good's favorite play of the week? Uh, she was telling me about that. Hold on. Cause she saw this question coming. So she said, <laughs> she's crazy. She said, definitely Harris English for me this week. I will brag if he does well and act like I was just trolling when he does it. There you go. Just like everybody else in the chat. <laughs> um, what is your satellite lineup selection strategy? Be volatile, embrace it, be low owns, be contrarian leave money on the table. You get what, I mean, I'm assuming it's a very top heavy, like one guy gets in, you know, one guy gets a seat. Um, you gotta go there. Oh, Rick's in the chat. Hey bud. Um, should I go with Will Z or Burns? So I, I still like Will Z. I'm, I'm very surprised to see the creep of, of Sam Burns ownership that we've seen this week, as much as I like the guy, as much as I like the raw talent and as impressed as I was, uh, with some of his short game stuff at, at Riviera for me, it's, it's, it's Zalatoris who, um, basically obviously a small sample size, but however you slice the approach numbers from him, he's phenomenal. And the diversity of courses that he has found success on and the, the depth of varying levels, of, of fields that he has competed in is it's under, it's very impressive. I mean, his resume for the last, since the U S open, if you just compared like, Whoa, who's playing the best on the PGA tour. I bet you will Zalatoris is a top 10 ish player. When you put everything together, <clears throat> odds, Bryson drives six. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he's got, he's got to get the weather to cooperate and he also has to, not try to go full tin cup. Like maybe if he's out of it, he'll try it. Like maybe he makes the cut plays terrible on Saturday. He's 13 shots off the lead and he goes for it on Sunday. I, I don't think he's going to be able to do it. He's gonna have to carry it like 370. He's gonna have to get a good draw on the wind. Uh, great show. Rick is always the Euro players have dominated this event as of late. Do you feel a U.S. golfer can win it this time around? And which one would you choose? Yeah, of course. I mean, listen, there's, there's so many of them, right? You know, the, the majority of the field are, are American players. Um, I mean, could Patrick Reed win this golf tournament? Of course he can. Could Bryson DeChambeau win this golf tournament? Of course he can. Um, so I would think that if you like, if you were maybe bet top American, I think Reed, I saw it like nine to one. That would kind of be interesting. Um, I, I know that's not him winning the golf tournament, but being top American, that's kind of interesting to me. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm also, there's just a lot of non-Americans at the top of this board, but the majority of the field is Americans pick two Connors list or Grio. I have no idea what this is for or what your risk tolerance is, but let's just say Connors and list. Ownership fades this week. So if we li- just look at the highest projected uh, golfers, so I have Sungjae at 25, Burns at 23, Hovland 22, Rory, Zalatoris, Molinari. Those are your top six, the guys who are over 20%. Um, I just, I'll be out on Sam Burns. I love Sam Burns, but I don't need a 23% Sam Burns. Um, the guy that, mu- like, that's probably the guy that burns everybody. 
no pun intended or pun intended. That's fine. The lowest guy that I like this week. Let's go see. Oh, Doc. Doc is going to, I don't know what to do with Doc. I don't know. I don't know. I've play, I play, I played him through this. I guess, man, I don't really like going down to, I don't like going down to any of this. Percy's kind of interesting because I don't think that people are going to give him credit for. So if you notice, I added Puerto Rico open to the cheat sheet here. Most people are not going to give him credit for that event because they don't know. So, but he had a top 10 last week at Puerto Rico. He had a, a T21 at, at AT&T. Um, it would probably be Percy. That's, that's probably as far down as I'd be willing to go. Rick, is it super expensive to get PGA shot link data? Uh, yes. Yes and no. It it is and it isn't. So you can't just get it, right? Like you can't just pay for it. Um, you have to be in you have to be a partner of of the PGA tour, which luckily I've I've been able to do. Um and uh I I'm sure they don't want me divulging uh the details of that deal, but we have a deal where I'm able to get that that shot link data. Um I, I believe so. I, I think what's gonna happen is because you know, we have this, uh, you know, data lake and this deal with Amazon coming out. I, I've heard rumors and these are unsubstantiated rumors. I don't know this for sure, but I was under the impression that at some point there is going to be an, an API access to PGA tour data, uh, that people can buy from what I also understand. It might be expensive, like let's say seven grand a month. Okay. Now that probably hinders a lot of developers. It probably hinders a lot of sites. It probably hinders a lot of people, but that again, that is unsubstantiated rumors. Um, I don't have the specifics of that, but, but yes, I mean, think about how expensive it is to even get the shot link data. You've got to travel all over the, over the world every single week with these lasers. You got to employ a bunch of people. You got to plug it all in. The infrastructure is pretty crazy in general, but it, I'm, I'm, I think we're headed in the right, in the right direction. I've answered a lot of these, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip up. Um, would I use Hatton or Fitzpatrick in a one and done? I would use Hatton, especially after uh, last week. So many people used him. I would run it right back. Are you studying for our Seinfeld trivia? Yeah, you're you're going down. Don't worry about that. <clears throat> Thoughts on Hovland long term? Rocket ship up and to the right. Like the kid's unbelievable. He's got he's got all the skills of. Uh, an elite ball striker on the PGA tour. He is already rapidly improving on the short game. He's got just the best mental side of it that you can imagine. Uh, just unbelievable, unbelievable upside. How do you view course history? Uh, I kind of touched on this a little bit. I would say better than average, right? So if, if most weeks you don't really, you know, whatever you take into account for, for course history, I would take into account a little bit more this week because we have a very consistent week here. Alba, Albatross prop bet. Not sure odds that one, uh, can you get an Albatross prop bet? I would take no Albatross and I would put my bank account on it. Maybe not, but I would put a lot on it. I'm pretty nitty. I wouldn't put my bank account on anything. <clears throat> I've answered a lot of these, which is good. Which is one of your favorites? Oh, which one of the 10K and up players is my favorite? If if I have to just say in a vacuum, like in a vacuum, probably Hovland. If you look at um, the combination of ownership and price, probably Hatton. 
I think I'm going to get burned on on Rory at some point here. Is okay on Bryson. What odds would I place on Bryson to try to drive the green? Plus two hundred. I think he could be into, like if they move if they move the if he gets a forward tee box or if the wind goes in that direction. Um, I think he might take a crack at it, but I, I don't. But if he's in contention, he's not going to. If Team No Putt formed a band, which five players would be on the album cover? Now, this, these are the hard-hitting questions. Here we go. Grio, Ben on, Keegan Bradley. I'm missing somebody big. Corey Connors, Paul Casey. Boom. It would be a fire album. Uh, it, it would be awesome. Check it out. <clears throat> I'm second in the one and done with only API left in my segment. Okay, this is a good question. How would you approach your pick if you were in my position? FYI, haven't used Reed Rory. Well, you can kind of... So here's what I would do. If I was literally second and you knew what the payouts were, and maybe you can hear Oliver. He's got a he's got an opinion about this. Um, you got to go look at who the guy ahead of you has used, right? Did he use Hatton last week? So you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. If you can use Hatton, I'd use him. Um, but I wouldn't... It, I would hope that the guy ahead of you has already used him maybe last week. I would use him here and then you're not really reaching, but you still have an opportunity to pass him. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I would try to win a segment. That's that's me. I would I would try to win a segment. No love for $6,100 every? Nope. I've answered these. <laughs> Greg, I'm glad you like the Flex Glue Cup. Uh I okay, so I, as much as I love Lonto, we get you know, let's let's look at Cameron Tringale because he is um he's really interesting as of late. He's he's posting results. Let's just go to his player profile here. Look at this. Look at these approach numbers. So he's always been a very good approach player. Um and got a lot better off the tee. So for the first time in his career, 2021, he's gaining strokes off the tee. It's a little bit, but he's gaining. He's also having the best putting year of his career. So this is uh, a really interesting kind of transformation that Tringale has gone through. And, and it's and it's creating results, right? I mean, 26th at the Genesis, 7th at, at Pro at the Pebble Beach, uh, Top 20s at, at waste management and and Tory, like he's playing well. So I would probably take the Tringale side of it. Molinari or Speed this week? Molinari. Norlander or List, last man for a single entry? Probably Norlander for me, but I don't have much of a um much of a lean on it. Do you track simulation versus actual results? Of course I do. DL, what do you think? What do you think I do this for fun and throw it out every single week? Um, yeah, so I <laughs> I have not run the analysis, but I throw them all into one giant spreadsheet and then with the idea that I'm going to come back and do it at some point. So uh, that, that tournament simulator is actually relatively new on the site. So I've probably only got I don't know what the first week I was doing that was. Maybe I, I only have I think maybe seven or eight weeks. So I'll have to dive into the data and, and pull the results. But yes, I am. I'm compiling them so that I can track them at some point. 
Gonzaga or Michigan. So that's, I'm assuming, in terms of college basketball. Am I delusional in observing that Hideki's putting has actually been better lately? Well, certainly one way to find out. Uh, so here's Hideki, and here's his holy grail. Whoops. Here we go. So has his putting been better? I guess if you say in the last four starts, yes, it has. He has lost a combined. No, actually, he's gained. If you add up his last four starts, he's gained strokes putting. It's a small positive. As opposed to him losing 3.8, losing 9, losing 2, losing 2. So, yes, I would say you are technically correct, Tony, that it has improved. Louis O or Molinari? Um, if you want ownership, like if you care about ownership, it's probably Louis. If, if it's just like straight up in a vacuum, it's probably Molinari. I know you don't play on Yahoo. I should, though, man. I, I, I've had very little experience on Yahoo and I liked it. I don't know why I stopped playing. It's just. Maybe the, the 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 contests were a little too small, but I I like everything about Yahoo. But Stanley, Gim, Knox, Wise, and Malnati are all min priced. Do you think Gim is the best of that group? Yes, I do. Keegan Bradley gains more strokes in fourteen mile an hour wins than any other player in this field. Are you gonna Are you gonna kick off my wind rant? Jeffrey, is that what is that what is is that what is about to happen here? Um, I would like to see that data, the data set on that, um, because as you guys know, um, wind is fickle. You know, just because the maybe the average of the wind that day was 14 miles an hour, that could be true, and and that could be a very accurate stat. Uh, but I wonder about gusts. I wonder about if it was off the left or off the right. I wonder like there's so there's so much that goes into wind numbers that when I see this it just like that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I love it when Rick goes peak nerd. <laughs> it sneaks out sometimes. Do you think Bryson will be able to drive number 6? Uh downwind if he crushes it from an up tee. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think he'll try. <clears throat> projected high owned player to likely miss the cut. Let's go look. That's a good question. I think the highest owned player likely to miss the cut would be Burns or man. These guys are all pretty good. Burns or I mean, Cam Davis, Cam Davis, as much as I love the, these are Burns and Cam Davis are two guys that I love, but I love them because they're kind of volatile and kind of all over the place. I would not be shocked to see either of them uh, miss the cut, quite frankly. Any thoughts on taking a shot on Molinari, and one, Molinari on, in one and done? Yeah, go ahead, do it. I don't mind that. Hey, Rick, who's the defending champion? Terrell Hatton. That was an easy one. No one has spoke about Jason Day lately, but he's been playing pretty good. Yeah, I, so we talked about him last week because um, he was coming off. He hadn't played, but he was coming off of that top 10 at... Uh, Pebble, I believe. So we are one day further. Let me pull him up here. So here's Jason Day. Uh, yeah, he's played well. I mean, the the putter is there. The around the green game is there. The approach stuff, he's not bad, but he's not as good as he used to be, which is I don't think what anybody's expecting out of him anymore. But he finished another top twenty at 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 work day. Yeah, I I don't mind this. I don't mind Jason Day at all, as long as he's as long as he doesn't have an eye on Disney, then uh, I think we're good. 
I've answered a lot of these, which is good. Not sure if there any, if we went over this, are there, so Thursday and Friday to me look, look the same. So I, I'm not Saturday looks like there could be some weather coming in, but I'm not worried about it yet. Who are we liking for jock market this week? Um, yeah, Chris Kirk, Gooch, Stanley. I like Gooch out of that. I, I'm, I'm trying to guess who, who some of the, um, least expensive guys will be. So we'll obviously get into this tonight, 8, 15 PM Eastern time, but like Cam Percy, I think is pretty interesting. I would like I would like to see what Cam Percy's number is. What would you do if you have the choice of Casey or Zalatoris? Uh, as much as I love Zalatoris, I think you have to play Casey here. You can play you can play Zalatoris anywhere. He's proven that, right? This is the perfect fit for Casey in theory. In theory, so I think you have to do that. Anyone else think Cam Champ has a big ass head? <laughs> I have not considered that. But we will look into it. Let's see if we can get circumference um, data into the database, and we'll see who's got the biggest head. I bet you some of these guys have big heads. Kokrak seems like he has a big head, doesn't he? He's just kind of like a big guy. I don't know. Will Z ownership. Sure. I have him coming in at 21%. He's one of like the six or seven guys who are over 20% in my projections. Uh, we did ask this already. My wife has Harris English for the week, which she is paddling upstream, I think. Uh, okay, let's look at Matt Jones. There was a couple questions about Matt Jones and, you know, historically not a player that we've we've mined into here on the show. So let's just do it. All right, so here's his last... Uh, so... Historically, he has not been a good ball striker, but the stretch from RSM to waste management was pretty good. Now he lost that a little bit at at Pebble and he lost it at Riviera. So if you believe it can come back to this previous set, that would be interesting. He's a really good putter though. Look at this. Every, almost every single week he's gaining putting. Yeah. He's gonna he's he's gonna need to find success with his irons if he wants to have a good week. That that's what it looks like to me. Yo, Rick, run good. The only thing more laughable about your picks is Pat Mayo's picks. He's a laughing stock. Thank you. You should make your own picks. Shouldn't listen to me. Shouldn't listen to Pat. You should do the research, analyze everything, digest it, figure out what's right for you, make your own picks. Don't let me log into your account, spend your money. Don't let Pat log into your account, spend your money. It's all good. 50-man league, pick two, Stanley, Redmond, and Hoagie. Ooh, Redmond and Hoagie, but I'm not thrilled about it. Is Lexi Thompson winning the drive on this weekend? No. Um, I had the odds up earlier. I'll just take the field, but no, I wanted, what's her name is, is, oh man, I'm going to screw this up. See young Kim. See now I got to look it up. Now I got to look it up. You guys, you guys did this. Now I got to do it. Sorry. I'll come back to it, but hold on. Let me see if I can find the odds here. Golf LPGA. Yeah, see Young Kim. Yeah, exactly. I was right. Why did I second guess myself? Who wins this week? Uh, Sung Jay or Hatton? Probably, God, it's so hard to defend, but I guess it doesn't really matter. It's hard to win a golf tournament in general. 
Sung Jay. Sung Jay wins. Uh, yeah, so Denton comes in here and he always does this golf and NASCAR parlay, uh, which just blows my mind and apparently works out pretty well. So that's always fun. Good luck this week. <clears throat> Was that a pass on Casey? No. I'm not. I hope I was not. I hope I was not interpreted that way. <laughs> Bryson just died a little bit watching Rick mix, misspeak the product's name. Yeah, I got to get on Bryson's level. That's my bad. <clears throat> um, I've answered a lot of these, which is good. We've got about 12 minutes left. Rick, who are the best bad weather golfers? Yeah, so this is just going to kick me off on my rant again. So weather is um, so impossible to... So it's easy... Okay, if you're looking back at... You can very easily find historical weather for wherever the golf tournament was. That's no problem. But to try to then figure out how it might have impacted the exact four hours over the course of a golf tournament or for that round for that golfer, and then also like the wind is the hardest one, right? was it left to right while the guys were playing certain holes and right to left while they were playing others. And like, it's just, yes, I have the data. It's very, very noisy and I've never released it because I don't think it's accurate. And I think it would be more, I think it would be more confusing to release it than to actually just post it and be like, Oh, have, have at it. I think people, I think it's more confusing than ever. <clears throat> can I show the trends tool? Uh, if I'm misremembering that, what is it called? The graph where guys are performing? Oh yeah, sure. So we can do that. So I think I've got the trends right here. So these are golfers above and below their baseline. Uh, so we can do it by strokes gain for any period of time, or we can do this one, this little guy, the breakout candidates. So this, I don't show this enough. I really should. So this is breakout candidates. Um, so in theory, what this is are golfers who are hitting it from T to green over their expectation over their baseline. So they're hitting it really well, which is something that can stay from week to week, but they are putting worse than their baseline. Some guys are bad putters who are, who are putting worse than their baseline. Some are good, good putters who are putting worse than their baseline. Uh, so the, the breakout candidates that jump off the page to me are Kramer Hickok, Aaron Wise, Tommy Fleetwood, Doc Redman, Cam Davis, Adam Long, KH Lee, Cam Percy, Brendan Steele, that kind of names them all. You know, essentially guys that if they can continue the T to green stuff, if they can continue that and the putter comes back, which is the general, very general expectation, they would find success. So that's the breakout candidates tool. I really like it. I should probably show it more often. So thank you for that. I have an, I have an addiction to guys in the $6,000 to $6,300 range, praying that they have a good week. Yeah. Do Matthias Schmid and, um, Ugh. Percy was even more expensive than that, wasn't he? Percy was like 64. 65. Uh, do you could do Hubbard? You could do Hubbard and Schmid. That would be very interesting. What is the most you've left on the table? Thousand bucks? 800? Probably something like that. It's it's really go look at the optimal lineups. Go look at the that I tweet them out every single week. Um Leaving, you know, the difference between $200 in, in PGA between one golfer and another is nothing, literally nothing in terms of expectation. We're not talking about basketball here, not even talking about football. Uh, I, I have no problem leaving money on the table. <clears throat> 
is Fitz over 18% ownership. I have him at 16. Could be, you know, that's within the margin of error. Uh, just started one and done season last week. Wow. So you have everybody available to you. Interesting. Uh, I would probably say Hatton or Sungjae. For someone new, how many lineups would you enter and how how would you structure them? Looking to enter tw- 20 or 25 bucks, go watch the contest selection video that I put out a couple of weeks ago. Um, it really determines on what your risk tolerance is and what your goals are. So go check that out. And uh, I think it's going to help you more than I can help you right now. Hovland projected ownership. I have him at 22%. Is Cantlay back? No, not playing this week. Will play next week, I assume, at the players. <clears throat> How much Justin Rose will you have? We can talk about Justin Rose. I, I want to have more than most people. Uh, now, I am at 7.5%, so I probably only need to get him in, what, two of 20 lineups makes me overweight on Justin Rose. So uh, I will I will be overweight, but not significantly on him. Top five in order this week. If I knew that, if I knew that, would I not? I would be on an island somewhere, right? I would bet like exact, perfor- I would exact, oh my God. If I knew this, I have no idea. <clears throat> what do you think about Zach Johnson as a cheap guaranteed cut maker? Is he? I guess there's one way to find out. Let's look at Zach Johnson. Pull him up on the profiles here. Look at this. Look at this headshot, by the way. Look at that guy. He's ready to go. Love the approach game. Always going to have that. Always got the putter. The thing about that, that combination of stats, approach and putting, it allows you to pop, right? It's what we've seen from Lonto Griffin. Like, okay, he's going to pop up top 10 here. He's going to have a bad week. Then he's going to talk like that's, that's a really good combination of stats that allows you to pop up out of nowhere, just kind of as a general statement. <clears throat> Also, by the way, I've, I've been adding in, you know, the, the ownership numbers for guys in here. I'm going back and adding in, you know, historical ownership. And we, we haven't seen ZJ is always in the, the, um, the single digits. I mean, I guess he's a guaranteed cut maker and I guess there's a little bit of upside there. Why hasn't he played since Phoenix? Is that right? Yeah. He hasn't played since Phoenix. Okay. I'm okay with this. Tim, that's not bad. I thought it was going to be a lot uglier than that. That's cool. Oh, you hit on the trends breakout. Le- yeah, okay. So Colin Morikawa was in the top left last week. That's right. He was a breakout candidate because he had lost seven and a half strokes putting the week before. So that's that's a really good example of why the I like that uh, breakout breakout candidates tool. So thank you, Jacob. <clears throat> I've answered a lot of these. Do you core cascade every single time? No, I don't. So if you want to watch a core cascading video, it's it's again on Rick Run Good doc, uh, or the YouTube channel. You can check that out. No, I don't. I normally just do it for, I think 20 max is the perfect time to do it. So I, I unveiled a lot in 20 maxes, but I've been getting a lot more into the single entries. Um, like the, the, the current flavor of the month for me is that, that $200 single entry. That's like my favorite contest at the moment. So um, no, I don't always do it, but in 20, in 20 maxes, I will. Casey and John Hunt or Connors and Burns. I think it has to be Connors and Burns. I like Casey the most out of all four of those guys, but it, I do not like John Hunt. Rick, can you tell me the six golfers that will win the $200,000 top prize? Yes, of course I can. And I'd be happy to share them with you right now. 
Uh, I don't know who they are. Uh, I'm actually at the end of the questions, which I think is the first time I've ever done that with a couple of minutes to spare. So here we go. I mean, we can end it now or we can talk about anything you want. A couple of comments here, a couple of quick hitters. I don't think I've ever gotten to the end of the comments. I answered a lot of the questions in the middle already. So I, I didn't circle back on those a second time. So I guess I'll just like sit here. I could sit here for four minutes or we could we could do questions. I don't know. Not even going to try a guess at the top five. Sure. Uh, Victor Hovland. No, wait. Sungjae, Hovland, Rory, Bryson, Reed. But realistically, it'll probably be like Sungjae, Tringale, <laughs> Grace, Bryson, Casey. Right? There's always some weird stuff in there. Fritos or Cheetos? Now we're getting into the hard-hitting stuff here. I haven't had either of these in so long. Cheetos are the ones that make your fingers not like that. Fritos. Those are the curls, right? Those are always very good. Player most likely to hit the top 10. At current, probably Hovland. PGA Tour posted Bryson going for 6-3 and was short blamed it on the wind. Yeah, that's the problem. Can't hit it into the wind. What is the top stop stock price you'd pay for Doc? $2? I'd probably pay more than that. Um, I would probably pay $350. Tacos or Philly cheesesteaks? Come on, guys. First of all, you don't you don't have to call them Philly cheesesteaks. If if you go to a place that says it says Philly cheesesteak on the menu, you're in trouble already. You got to go to a place that just says cheesesteak, right? Um you got to get it chopped like it pats. I don't like the slabs. Okay. Let's, let's get it right. It's got to be cheese whiz. I know people don't like it. I know it comes in a can. That's what it has to be. Are you good at golf? I don't know. Kind of. I'm an eight handicap. Some people will say I'm great. Some people will say I'm terrible. I have fun though. Will Greg ever give Mark his bottle of wine? I hope so. We're probably two months into this now. And uh, Greg has yet to pay off his wine wager, which is tough look. Oh, Hideki was not in my band. Yes, he would probably be the lead singer. That is actually right. Yeah, we can boot Paul Casey. That's fine. Let's do that. Time to shill Flex Seal. Okay, Flex Seal and the family of products. This is Flex Glue. It's clear. Uh, Send me more stuff. This is actually a great bottle because it has a, a, a straw in it. Oh, don't spam the chat. That's the worst. Um, oh, so my, my wife is, she is heavy handed with the band button. She'll get you no remorse. She doesn't care. Okay. Have you heard about this cheesesteak taco? So, so, or wait, it's called a Philly. Okay. So there's something called a Philly taco. Um, it is from South street in Philly where you get a, uh, you go to, gyms and you get a cheesesteak and then you go to the place next door, the pizza place next door and you get a slice of pizza and you roll the slice of pizza over the taco, over the cheesesteak and you eat it like a taco. Google that. Google that. Seriously. Um, yeah, I got to get, I got to get on the schedule with Greg for, for lessons. That's true. All right. I think that's it. We've gone for an hour. We've gone for an hour and one minute. So I think that's it. Uh, much appreciated. Best of luck this week. On your way out, hit the like button for me. Um, that's all I ask. 8.15 p.m. To Eastern time tonight, there will be another live chat. It'll be jock market related. It's growing. Be a part of it. It is a lot of fun. I appreciate you all for being here. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite hours of the week. So thank you guys. 
Uh, best of luck. And I'll talk to you soon.